I'm Justin Shank, and you're listening to Awaken Nation with Brad Zalas. A huge shift is taking place on planet Earth. People seem to be waking up. Tired of the way things used to be, they are creating something brand new and changing the world we live in. My name is Brad Zalas, and I get to sit down with the next generation of idea makers, the disruptors, and the game changers. Everyday people, just like you and me, from all over, who are doing amazing things. Welcome to Awakened Nation. Hey, everybody. I am excited to have my good friend Justin Shank on today. You're going to get an earful of how life uh, can sometimes happen by accident. Am I right, Justin? Yeah, man. I, I feel like I'm the accident that's happened over and over and over again. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read off your bio because uh, people are going to just love this. Uh, it's impressive. Justin Shank is the host of the top-rated podcast Growth Now Movement and founder of Growth Now LLC, which is a full-service podcast production and coaching company. He has been named a top eight podcaster to follow by Inc. Magazine and chosen as an icon of influence in the new media space. What started out as just something fun to do in order to connect with top influencers and help one or two people along their journey has grown now to become a podcast that is currently getting played in over 100 countries every single week and ranked in the top 15% in the world. Justin now works with some of the world's elite entrepreneurs and business owners like Ed Milet, Fabio Viviani, and Cindy Eckert. He is also the host and creator of one of the most exciting live events for entrepreneurs and forward thinkers, Growth Now Movement Live. Please welcome to the show, Justin Shank. Hey, buddy. Your live event's coming up, am I right? It is. It is. So obviously when this releases, we're, we're chatting about a m- about six weeks in, in advance, but when this releases, it'll be about a week or so um, before the event. And it, dude, it has been a whirlwind, right? Like it's that whole accident. Um, obviously there's intention. There's always been intention in every decision that I've made. Um, but I've allowed really the universe to kind of present that next step and that next opportunity for me um, yes. instead of trying to control everything. I think so yes. often... You know, we talked about this when we ran into each other in Reading, um, which is my, t- my hometown. You we were speaking at an event here. And we talked about how, like, you're told that it needs to be a certain way. Like, this is how right. it needs to happen. You need to wake up at 4 a.m. every day. You need to work out right away. You need to drink 17 and a half cups of coffee by noon. And if you don't do it that way, you can't be rich. You can't be successful. You can't do what you want to do. And that's a bunch of bullshit. And, right. You know, and I'm, I think that I'm the living example of that. You know, I agree. Um, and, I'll, and I'll say this just because you're wearing a Yankees shirt. I was we were supposed to record tomorrow and I changed it to today uh, because <laughs> I'm actually going to a Phillies game in the middle of the day tomorrow because I'm creating the life that I want versus what the life that other people tell me that I should have. Wow. And this is this is what it's all about on Awakened Nation. It's about living the life you want you, and people wake up all of a sudden. But I want to I want to chat a little bit about how we connected and uh, anybody listening, it's it's really don't ever count out that that person you meet 15 years ago. And that's exactly what happened. I met Dove Barron 15 years ago and I'm flying into Reading, Pennsylvania. My buddy, Tom Newmaster, which owns force packaging. He got me hired to come in for Berks County's uh, big, you know, meet and greet, have a guest speaker come in around the holidays. So flying in in November, I'm putting all the stuff up on Instagram, being cool and hip with my social media. <laughs> And Dub reaches out and he goes, hey, mate, 
are you going to be in Reading, Pennsylvania? It's a horrible invitation of Doug, by the way. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you know, you got to check out my friend Justin Shea. He lives there. And I'm thinking, you got to be kidding. This is so cool. So all I did, we texted each other back and forth uh, and met at the bar. And it's funny because I grew up in Lebanon, Pennsylvania, yeah, right up the road, close. right down the road from Reading, Pennsylvania. So to hear my accent being back at me is the best, <laughs> by the way. I, we still say Shar and R. For those yep. of you who don't uh, know what that means, there will be translation in the notes later. Uh, <laughs> but we met at the bar, and we just sat down. And we, we planned on having like just one drink and getting to know each other. And the conversation turned into uh, like brothers. So, I mean, you opened up to me about your mom, and I talked to you about my mom's death. And it, we went into spirituality, podcasting, entrepreneurship, life, and this crazy boat ride. And we have to thank Dub for that. And then you yeah. turned me on to... Uh, a beer that had some orange peel in it and uh, so we wound up with the second round and it was a lot of fun so um, it was and you know it's those it's again it's 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 saying yes to things when when you don't always necessarily like oh, i'm gonna go meet some dude who happens to be flying in you know to speak in an event and i'm gonna get a call or a beer and not a lot of people would say yes to that because we're too busy or we're too whatever and we would have stayed there probably for three more beers but you had another <laughs> meeting and i had another yeah yeah um, and, but, but the reality is you have to say yes, then that's when life begins to happen. Right. Like now you've been on my podcast, you're interviewing me on yours. We've become good friends and, and we're going to be hanging out in Vegas, hopefully here in a couple months. And you know, it's one of those things that like the universe is going to give you signs and I'm going to sound real woo woo and I'm not overly, I'm not over the top woo woo, but, it, but it, it's a, a big part of my life. I believe in energy. I believe in, you know, manifestation i believe in all that stuff but but when you start to say yes to the things that the universe is presenting to you that's when opportunity happens right and when i look at something like okay i started this podcast that i have three years ago a little over three years ago now um and i had no idea what the hell i was doing zero zero percent of me was like oh yeah i know what to do i bought like a 50 dollars course online which <laughs> taught me how to buy a microphone and how to edit something um, and I just started and I was like, I don't really know what this is supposed to be. And the, the original idea you had kind of alluded to our mother's deaths and, you know, the original idea for the podcast was supposed to be an entrepreneurial podcast because again, I was living in that world of like, this is how I need to live my life. Let me learn how to do it. X's and O's style. And, um, so it was supposed to be an entrepreneurial podcast. I had a co-host, uh, and I was actually up in Cape Cod, Massachusetts about five months before the launch of the show. And I was with my then, uh, soon to be co-host. Um, and we were recording like the intro, we we're messing around with some things and playing with the microphone that we just bought and just like starting to record certain things for the show. Um, and then I got that text message that nobody wants to get. And it was, the doctor says you need to come. And, uh, what was at the end of that then seven and a half hour drive was my mom intubated on machines in the hospital, um, you know, breathing her last breath. Wow. And that completely shifted my entire perspective about life. And if you listen to the early episodes of my podcast, I don't recommend it, but if you do, you notice that my part is very much like self-development, self-love, overcoming adversity. How do I, be, how do I find happiness? And then my co-host was talking about business. So it was kind of like a mixed bag, but like I had this insane draw to how do I create a life where I'm happy? Because my mom wasn't happy. She had a 20 year opioid addiction, which ended up taking her life. So that was the end of the 20 year opioid addiction. Um, and I looked at it and went, it wasn't because she's an addict. It wasn't because she needed AA. It's because she hated herself. 
So how do we create the idea like that it doesn't matter where you come from? What matters are the choices we make today to create a better tomorrow. Um, and that was just me leaning into what the universe was telling me I needed to talk about. Uh, and now it's become what it is now, which is a, a live event, which people are coming from 13 states in Canada to attend, which is unreal. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, just to see the growth and what snaps people awake, I hate to say it, it's, it's never a gentle nudge, almost. It's always that slap in the face. And uh, my mother, you know, having my mother died as well. So I think that we bonded over that. But getting back to you, the power of that shift, it's, it's at your core. That's the, that's the key. And I also, you know, used to talk about being an entrepreneur and, and all this, but we want to do something greater, something better, something new. Uh, am I right? Yeah. I mean, I think that, at, you know, as an entrepreneur, that's, that's all I focus on. It's like, how do I continue to get better? How do I provide better material? How do I provide that message for somebody? How do I create the next thing that's going to, at least for me, what resonates with me is, is affecting other people in a positive way. And so how do I create that next big thing, right? And so that's, that's kind of the intention and in what, what I live in. Um, and then people started saying to me, like, dude, you're speaking at a lot of events. You know about events. Like, why don't you just go create that? Um, and like, people kept saying that. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Like, it's a huge undertaking, like tens of thousands of dollars to put this thing on. And, um, you know, I wasn't sure. But that finally, I woke up one day and I said, all right, I think I'm going to do this. And that's it. So here's the crazy part about this whole entire thing. I was so unsure about doing this event. I didn't know what kind of speakers I could bring in, even though I have really cool friends because of the podcast. Um, I didn't know what I was going to put together. And the, the morning I woke up and I said, okay, today I'm going to, okay, I'm going to do this. I don't know what it looks like, but I'm going to do it. I, I decided I'm doing growth on movement live. That's what's going to happen. Um, and I, I went on Instagram and I started following like one or two people back that I had noticed that were kind of engaging. They would comment or like a lot or whatever. And I, I like, I followed this one girl back. And I, I'm not kidding. 30 seconds later, she messaged me. And she's like, oh, my God, I love your podcast. Thank you so much for following me. Really random question. Do you know of any events where I can go to and connect with like-minded people that are happening? <laughs> How wild is that, dude? As the Yiddish say, kismet. <laughs> dude, I was just like, okay, now I'm definitely, I have no other excuse now. Right. I have no other excuse. Um, and, you know, my, my speaker lineup with people like Fabio Viviani from America's Top Chef, Albie Manzo from Real Housewives of New Jersey, international best-selling author Sarah Centrella. It's just a crazy lineup of speakers that are coming to Reading, Pennsylvania, which you know is not an easy place to get to. You fly in, then it's an hour, and then so on and right. so um, But it, it's, again, it's, it's, it's always having that desire to create something with an impact, to create something new, um, and to continue to move forward because – you know, there's, there's no looking back like Gary V, which you and I talked about him, but Gary, Gary V talks about, you can't look back. It just hurts your neck. Like there's yeah. no, there's no reason to. Right. And so do I miss my mom every day? Yeah. You know, but I think that in our hard times, like it, we have to find why that happened for us because I'm a big believer that life is happening for us and not to us. Um, you know, which is the opposite of that victim mentality. Do I think that my mom's purpose in life was to die in the manner that she did so I can create a podcast and a live event. No, but I believe when bad things yeah. happen, we have to look at it and we go, okay, what, what can I create from this to do good in the world? And then that, that's an opportunity for a business. That's an opportunity for growth. That's an opportunity to, to impact as many lives as you possibly can. 
Because, man, I hope people were taking notes because uh, um, you said a mouthful with that. I want to ask you, though, and this, um, this will go a little bit deeper, and that is this. When you're going through the tough times, the hard times, and you're sitting there and you're crying in private, uh, what keeps you going, man? You know, what keeps you, what keeps that rudder heading true north for you? You know, that's, that's an interesting question for me because um, part of this journey for me when she, when my mom died, and, and, I, and I use that, not, not that that was the only tough part of my life, it's just the lowest point in my life. Um, but when she died, I went on a three-month bender where I was blackout drunk six nights a week. Mm-hmm. And I believe that it's okay to, to lose control every once in a while. It's okay for that rudder to start spinning and you doing a 360 as long as you can get yourself back into the right direction. Um, and so for me, like I'm human, man, like just because I have a self-development podcast that's ranked so high in the world doesn't mean I'm the self-development guru. I'm definitely not the guy you should call and be like, Hey, what do I do? I'd be like, go get a drink with a buddy. Um, but I, I went down a bad path for, for about three months. And I, at the time I had a, a spiritual and relationship coach. Um, named Rhonda Smith, who I credit a lot of my successes to because of what she's helped me with. And um, I, she called me randomly one day and she's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm about to go out and get some drinks with my friends. And she goes, no, you're not. I go, what do you mean? No, I'm not. Like, yes, I am. Like, I've got plans. She goes, no, you're not. You're canceling your plans and you're sitting on the couch and you're sitting in your shit. And I was like, all right. And I ended up doing that. And it was hands down the worst night of my life when you talk about sitting alone and crying like i don't even want to know what my face looked like man i avoided mirrors that night i was crying like a baby it just hit me right and i allowed myself to feel it and it was terrible it was horrible but i woke up the next morning and like this weight was lifted it was like this whole new person had emerged from it and so the longest answer the longest answer possible that i just gave was you know, I think that the real answer is like, you have to feel what you're going through. We're told that we need to mask it and we need to hide from it. And oh, you know, especially as men, we're right. told that we have to be tough and we're fine no matter what. And we're going to fight through this. Yeah, you will eventually, but you have to allow yourself to feel it or you're going to continue to self-medicate. You're going to go down that path. But I also think it's okay to spin sometimes. It's okay to allow yourself to to go through some stuff and, and, and maybe have a little fun and blow off some steam in, in the meantime. Wow. I love that you have self-compassion uh, for that. And a lot of men, I think that's where the root of alcoholism actually comes from is well, let's go have drinks instead of dealing with this. And um, I've never, you know, I grew up in a long line of alcoholics and, and we owned a bar and I might be the first generation to break away from that a little bit. And it was that simple truth, face your shit. Yeah. And um, I have a system. I don't know if you have a system, but if I have a, someone who dies or I get betrayed or I'm angry, um, I'll put on that sad music for four days, wallow in it a little bit, sit and cry, write, talk to myself, um, do some angry writing, you know, and, and, but not touch alcohol, not touch anything that will help me avoid that, that issue. And I found, it took me a long time to get there, uh, as I'm sure it did with you, uh, to realize it's easier to do it that way. Face it, um, feel it, go as deep as possible. Uh, I did that with my dad's death. And uh, 
I think it was probably about three months later, I got some great news and I went to reach for the phone to call him. Mm. And I realized he was gone. And I uh, looked at my wife, I got a little teary eyed and I said, uh, my dad would have loved this info right now. But I didn't, I wasn't traumatized by it in the moment simply because I dealt with it. And, and it, it's, it's um, for anybody listening, I, I hope you're getting some life lessons here because uh, it's okay to fuck up. It's okay to, to, to sit there. You know, we're living in this, this perfect world where every movie and TV show shows the hero winning at the end in the big house and the picket fence and the perfect wife and the car and all this nonsense. And it's really not that. It's not that. And I think you definitely are the first of the generations to deal head on with your stuff. Yeah. Really. Millennials, I admire the hell out of you guys because uh, you deal with this layers and layers of emotional crap that boomers really avoided and, and maybe touched on a little bit. But uh, I admire that immensely uh, with you guys. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that on the show today. Um, and moving on, you, you know, as you, your relationship shifts with that parent once they're gone, because now it's a, a mental shift. It's a relationship. Maybe you have a dream one night or you're, you're, you're just talking to yourself and you're going, you know, I wonder what my mom would think about this. That's where the relationship shifts. Um, yeah. It's, it, that, that's an interesting thing because of this live event that's coming up. And, and, you know, it, it's, it's one of the things that I'm most proud of that I've ever done in my life. Um, and I often think like, would she, like, what would she be saying? Like, I, I think obviously hands down, she'd be my biggest cheerleader. She'd be so excited. Um, she'd want to take part in it. And I know that day there's going to be, there's probably going to be one or two moments that day there that, that are going to be a little tough that she's not there. Um, because you know, it does become that like, um, I think you ask yourself sometimes what if, but also like, you know, what would she be thinking or what would they be saying about this or, or whatever? I mean, you talk about, you, you know, when you had that moment of like, I'm going to reach my, my, to my phone and call my dad. Um, I actually just had that like two months ago with my mom and she died three years ago. Wow. And so it was like this like whole, like it was, it like almost scared me. Like, cause I was like, like I was literally, I, I literally grabbed the phone, had it in my hand. Like it was that extreme. And I went, Oh my, Oh shit. It was like this weird thing. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you and I are both spiritual. I believe that her energy is still very much around me. Um, yeah. And I feel it at times. I actually feel it right now. Like I have chills right now all over my body. Like I know that she's around. Um, and I think that in that moment she was probably present and I was like, Oh, and I was like, okay. You know, um, but I think being a little bit more spiritual from that standpoint helps. It helps. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. But I don't think it is. I agree. I, for me, I always feel like my mother is there. Uh, my grandfather, I remember when he died, I, he was a big band jazz drummer. And uh, I remember about two months uh, after he died, I was sitting there and I felt his presence like right behind me in the car. And I turned on the radio and it was this big band jazz station that I had never turned to. And it was just, and I'm like, and I started roaring laughing because I realized that's my grandfather. That's, yeah, you would love that. So these little God winks, as they call them, these little moments where they say, hey, uh, I believe in them as well. I, we're definitely, uh, 
I don't think we just die. You know, the energy stays there. It's around. The soul has to learn its, its lessons on the journey, but the love bond has them keep coming back to just check in on you uh, and communicate and guide you uh, a little bit. And what's greater than a mother's love? It's unmatched, um, I think. And, you know, and, and I feel like here's how you can also kind of shift perspectives, right? We talk about gratitude a lot in this space. Um, I'm grateful that I had 30 years with her. You know, there's a lot of kids who don't ever see, meet their mom. There's a lot of kids who, you know, are 12, 13, 12, 11 years old when their mom passed away. I'm glad that I got to adulthood um, and was able to have adult conversations with my mom. Um, I think that that's, that kind of lends to, okay, what would she be like? Versus if she died when I was 11, that's a different conversation. Like, I don't know what she, how she would have been with me as an adult. Um, so I'm grateful for that for sure. Um, my, my relationship with my mom is a little bit different cause she did have the addiction issues. I, I mean, I started taking care of her at 19, helping her pay bills and, and so on and so forth. But, um, she was my best friend, man. Like even though she couldn't handle her own stuff, she was my rock. She was the person wow. I could phone and call and say, Hey, I'm going through this. What do I do? Um, you know, a question people ask a lot in the podcast space is like, what's the best advice you've ever received? Um, and mine was from my mom. And what happened was I used to own a company where I did, where I did seminars and expos, go figure why I'm doing it again. Um, and it failed. It ended up failing miserably. Like it did well for about two years and then nosedived and I lost everything in one shot. Um, and I called her and, and I was like, we decided not to pursue it anymore. Um, and she goes, Justin, you know that you have the skills it takes to be successful. She's like, just keep your head up and keep moving in the right direction. And it sounds so cliche. Of course, my mom would say that stuff, right? Super nice. Like, you're great, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it was the, keep heading in the right direction. I realized that it's not about the end result. Like, it, it's about just being in the right direction, being in your intention and heading in the, in, in, towards what it is you're supposed to be. Um, and I just recently started saying that the goal for everybody should be happiness because at the end of the day, we're all chasing the same thing and that's death. Right. You know, wow. and so... I don't care. Like if your goal is a million dollars, here's what's going to happen. Here's a spoiler for all of you guys trying to reach a million dollars. You're going to reach a million dollars and you're going to go, how do I get 10 million? There's no end when it, when it's goals like that, there's no end. Yeah. So like, for instance, growth, I'll, I'll use myself. I'm the same way. Growth now movement live. My goal this, this year is 150 people. I'm 24 tickets away from sellout. I will hit 150 people. Um, I'm going to celebrate the 150 when I get there. And then I'm going to go, how do I get 300 there next year? There, there's no yeah. end to any of yeah. this. So why not just enjoy the journey? Like I wake up happy every fucking day. And I don't care if it's I, yesterday I failed. I don't care if something didn't go right. I don't care if I didn't hit my goals. I'm happy. And that's all that matters. Because at the end, we're all just going to die. Wow. Boom. Write that down, <laughs> folks. <laughs> well, in, in closing a little bit on, on uh, our parents and, and this journey, uh, I remember a friend of mine, this is a long time ago, uh, I walked in the office in the morning, I worked with him, and he said, there's a club, and that club, we all have to join it, and you can't join it by asking, it is thrust upon you. And once it happens, your life will never be the same because you'll realize you're alone. And I said, well, what is that club? And he goes, that's the club when your parents are gone. 
And I thought about that. And I don't know about you, but my parents had a very healthy grasp of death. They never avoided the conversation. They would always say, well, when they were talking deep, they always called me Bradley. You know, so it was like, well, Bradley, you know, when I'm gone, you know, my mom would do that. Or my dad is like, you know, I'm preparing you. My dad, obviously, I'm preparing you for when I'm not around. Okay, so shut the hell up. Get your work clothes on. We're going outside to make a memory. Um, and I think how we face that, you know, it, it truly is we are the carriers of that torch of our parents as, as we leave. And you said something very profound. This is what I love. Although your mother had this opioid addiction, although she was, she was your rock, she was your friend, and she gave you the very best advice. And we do that, don't we? We can give better advice to our friends than we can for ourselves. Yeah, dude. Oh, God. I, I, I think I'm a great example of that. Like, you have to think about what I do and, and what you're beginning to do with this podcast. Like, every week I have a, I have a, solo, episode, I have a solo episode and I have a, an interview episode. And in the interview episode, I also give my own wisdom. But then also in the solo episode, it's just me being like, yo, here's what you need to do to do this. And there's all these things of advice. And like, the five steps overcome stress. And I think I just recently did something like that. It's a lesson to me, man. I'm talking to myself. Like a lot of it, a lot of what I cover on the show are things that I need. Um, and so when when I look at this world of influencers, I use the for those listening, I use those quote fingers. Uh, in the influencers, <laughs> right? Um, Giant laser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're all they're, not all of them, but there's a, a lot of them who are just frauds, and they pretend they're living this this perfect life just so you can pay them a lot of money to, to learn from them. The reality is it's, that's not true because I know a lot of them personally. Um, but for me, I'm not that person. I'm not perfect. I, I haven't hit the million dollar mark yet. I haven't hit my fitness goals. I haven't, I haven't found the perfect relationship. I haven't done those things. I'm on the journey with everybody else. I just want to simply be the catalyst for the conversation. Um, and so when you hear me having the conversations that I have, like you'll notice on my show, like all of a sudden there's a bunch of like, relationship experts and then there's a bunch of like fitness experts because like i'm trying to learn i'm just trying to be the catalyst for this conversation um and so yeah man i I think for me like i have to remind myself to listen to the advice that i'm giving during certain times because there's still times where i get down there's still times where i get stressed there's still times where i stop working out there's still all it's all happening but i can sit there and say no go do this this and this Right. right. Or even from a business standpoint, I just said to one of my clients recently, I'm like, you got to post on Instagram every single day if you want to grow a following. I literally said that. And then I went, oh shit, I haven't been doing that. Because it's easy to give advice, but not necessarily do. It's about the doing. Um, and as long as you get some of the doing right, life's going right. to be okay. Yeah, I would agree. The power of this, and I want to shift the conversation now, because all this spiritual stuff, all this milieu of emotional you know turmoil all this uh, just kind of letting it go sitting back and and trusting the universe is going to teach you the next step take us on the journey now of, of allowing business to happen this is going to drive my parents generation up a wall how do you let business happen yeah in this day and age i number one i have a theory that uh within my lifetime, sales will be obsolete. I think in my lifetime, outreach, outreach sales will be obsolete. Not the fact that you can't have the conversation and have to sell the person on the back end. It's the outreach sales that will be obsolete, the cold calling, so on and so forth. Um, I think you're starting to see that now. 
Um, right. That's my business model. Um, I I get at least one new client every single month, and I haven't made a sales call in ten months. Um, <laughs> and so I just I just allow it to happen. And no, it's so here's how it sounds woo woo. I put good vibes out into the universe, and then the universe repays me for the good vibes I'm putting out. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> that's my dad. No, but like that's that's like the the woo woo side of it. That's the spiritual yeah. side. Of it. Um, but the reality is, I live in an intention, and my intention is to make the largest impact I can possibly make. Now I know what I need to make that impact. That's clients. That's more listeners. That's more. You know, that's more people coming to my live events. That's what. However else you want to stack that up, right? Um, and so when I'm living in intention, my day-to-day action creates what I need on the back end. It doesn't look like anything else because I'm just living my life in that intention 24-7, right? right. Well, all my social media posts are about selling tickets to my van or whatever. Every conversation I have is adding value. And so as long as I add value, it'll come back around. And I, dude, like it's, I had to stop, when I first got asked this question, when I said, yeah, it's just happening, somebody was like, how? I didn't really know because I was just doing it. I was just taking the action that I needed to take. Um, and so as far as like my business just growing on its own, um, it seems like that's happening even for me sometimes where I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy, right? Um, but it's really about living in intention every day. And it's happened quickly for me. I mean, I, when I met you from three months prior, I 10 x my business in three months. Damn. And since then, I've, I've, I've about 4 x it since then. Right. And so it's incredible. It's, it's crazy. And so when I look at that, I go, well, how did, how did that happen? And it's because I truly believe in what I do. I believe that I'm the best at what I do. I believe that I'm there to help people. I now turn down more people than I accept. I talk people out of working with me all the time. I don't apologize for my pricing. I'm definitely not the cheapest of what I do. Um, but then just recently, somebody reached out to me and they're like, hey, I want to work with you. I listened to your show. Um, and the first call I had with her, she was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity right now. I'm like, give me three calls after we start working together. You'll find out real quick that I'm not a celebrity. Um, but, it's, but it's about, you know, I think for me, it was about giving. And I thought that it was happening so quickly, but then I stopped and I took a deep breath and I said, dude, you've been doing this for three years. I didn't 4X my business in three, or I didn't 10X my business in three months. I went from zero to where I was in three years. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's just really for me at least. And I don't know how everybody else feels about this or how you feel about this, Brad. Like for me, it's just about showing up in the manner that I, I, that I, of who I am and with the right intention of giving as much as I possibly can. And the business just happens. And I help as many wow. people as I can for free, dude. I, I run a podcast mastermind. There's 140 people in there and I help them all for free. They don't pay me a dime, but it's led to business for me. Damn. Yeah. It's crazy. You just said some uh, Aikido shit right there, man. Because a lot of people, they use the muscle memory. And we're going to, the intention has to be written out in the strict outline. This is where our business model is going. And they have flip charts and pie charts. And so listening to this is going to blow some people's minds because it's just sort of the power of intention. I show up, this is what I want to do, and let it happen. Yeah, and, and so uh, when, I, when I hear people's stories, I like to hear like specific things. I'll, I'll give one. Right. So I just told you some of the speakers that are going to be at my event. I'm not paying any of them. Mm-hmm. So you have to think, the three people that I mentioned, the 
uh, six, five of my six speakers are all five-figure speakers, which means every time they show up, they get paid $10,000 or more. Um, and in the speaking world, that's like, that becomes like the holy grail. It can become a full-time thing and so on and so forth. And so actually Fabio gets paid $25,000 every time he speaks. He's speaking for me for free. So when you talk about living in intention, I had interviewed Fabio, um, and there's a whole backstory to that about manifesting that, which is crazy. Um, but I interviewed Fabio, and at the end of it, I was like, how can I help you? And I was genuine. I just wanted to help. I just felt right. like maybe there was something I could do. And I didn't know what that was. I mean, the guy has a company, his companies are projected to do $500 million this year. What am I going to do for a guy like that? Right. But I said, how can I help you? Um, and he goes, well, actually, let me ask you this. He's like, how can I help you? Who do you want to interview? And he ended up writing 50 individual emails to people wow. that were like elite people to do interviews. Wow. Holy um, crap. And it was that him too. Awesome. He, he types how he talks with his thick Italian accent. <laughs> and so it was him actually writing the emails. Um, and in turn, I introduced him to probably 50 or 60 people that, cause he was working on a project, um, that, that were able to help him out. And I, that's realized, incredible. yeah, it's insane. And it changed my life, dude. Like, because now all of a sudden every week after week, my guests were insane. It was like this crazy thing. And it was right around the same time as Inc.com uh, when they listed me as the top eight podcast and all these things just started to fall into place. But I realized I just wanted to help. And so I literally finished every conversation with, let me know how I can help or how can I help you? And sometimes I can't. Like, that's just the reality. Um, but I always end all of my conversations with that because I, I truly just want to help. And I believe, right. the universe, I believe the universe repays that. Sometimes it's direct, meaning I helped Fabio. He's now speaking at my event for free. He's become one of my really good friends. Um, or sometimes I help somebody and then it comes back around, like Sarah Centrella who I interviewed her and I was like, yeah, I'm doing this. The tickets are super affordable. Like I'm not trying to make a ton of money. I just need to pay for it. I didn't want to break even. I'm not selling from the stage. Like I just want to impact people. So I want to help the people in the audience. And at the end of my conversation with Sarah, she goes, oh, by the way, if you're looking for any women speakers, let me know. And I was like, I would love to, but complete transparency, I'm not paying any of them. And she goes, I, I just want to do it. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's just, Again, that's living an intention of who you are. It is. It is. It's so powerful. And yeah. one of my friends, Susie Miller, you know her. Yeah. Um, she and I, we did a series of uh, uh, interviews, live interviews, on the millennials uh, juxtaposed against the boomers' parents. And her being a psychologist and, and all this, we had so much fun. She's spoken at your events. Uh, am, I, am I correct? Yeah, she's, so been she, she's been on your podcast. She's been on the show. She was, she was on the speaker docket. Um, unfortunately, she's, she's ill right now. Oh, okay. She, the, doctor, the doctor's not allowing her to fly. So, um, but she was one that I saw her speak at. So, again, that small world, like Dov introduced us. You were speaking. By the way, you were speaking at an event of, for a company that fired me at one point. Um, which is hilarious. And then Susie Miller, who her and I spoke in an event together probably two months before I met you or three months before I met you. Um, and then I saw her speak and I was like, this needs to be at my event. Like this message is great. Um, unfortunately, mm -hmm. she just let me know about three days ago um, that she's not yeah. able to But um, it, it's sad because I wanted her to be there even if she wasn't speaking because she's incredible. But She um, is. But yeah, so, but yeah, like, but but again, like that is, that's it, right? Like you just create those relationships. And I believe the power to a lot of things are relationships. It is a hundred percent. I want to thank you so much for being on the show today, but we're going into the lightning round. Oh no. Where I ask you some fun questions. All right. Yeah. Get ready. I'm, I'm ready, up. man. I'm ready. <laughs> what, 
What's your favorite album? Cracked review by Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, nice. Dude, I know that's such a random response, and I don't even know if that's necessarily true. Uh, but recently I've been on a Hootie kick, and I've been listening to them all the time in my car, um, and they're going on tour again this summer. So that's why wow. that works. Like, now, do I think that's the best album? No, but that's one of definitely my nostalgic favorite. Right. And uh, <laughs> Darius Rucker, is he going to be with them? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So nice. he had said when he left the band, this is the worst lightning round of all time because we're explaining everything now. Right. Um, but, but when Darius left the band um, to go do country, he's like, I'm going to do five or six albums and then I'm going to go back to Hootie. So he went and I think he did six albums, blew it out of the water, like top country stuff. Yeah. Hootie. I guess they're, it's probably just a summer tour. Yeah. If, if you ask me what, what is my go-to song when I'm going through heavy shit, it's Chumba Wumba. I get knocked down. Nice. I, get up again. I love it. I love <laughs> it. It's my, it's my stupid thing. Yeah. <laughs> so much for the lightning round. This is what yeah. happens when you get older. Uh, second question I'm going to ask you, what was like your favorite cartoon or book or thing when you were growing up as a kid? My favorite cartoon, hands down, was G.I. Joe. Nice. Uh, obs- obsessed with GI Joe when I was a kid. Um, my, I wasn't a big reader as a kid. I've, I've gotten a little bit better as I, I became an adult. But GI Joe is my favorite show. Nice, excellent. And last question: uh, What's your favorite food? Pizza. I'm. I'm, nice. the, I'm the pickiest eater of all time, dude. Like people, like when I when I'm dating girls and stuff, they're like, "Let's go get sushi." I'm like, "You can get sushi. I'll meet you afterwards." <laughs> Uh, I'm, an, I'm an American food type of kid, even though pizza's Italian, um, but I would say pizza. Nice. Well, if I don't know if you were following me on Facebook, but last night I made pork and sauerkraut. Uh, but I, I used the kielbasa sausage. Yeah. Nice. I, I go, I can't get out of Pennsylvania, baby. I'm out of here. Vegas making pork and sauerkraut. I love, I love pork and sauerkraut. I love sausage and sauerkraut. That's the German in me. Um, so I, I'm, not the over, I'm not an overly picky eater. Um, but if you gave me a choice of a burger or some like fancy thing, I'm going to choose the burger. That's funny. I got to tell you a quick story before we sign off. I'm out here in Las Vegas. I go to one of the buffets. My nephew takes me there and, uh, they had pork and and sauerkraut and mashed potatoes. It was like Pennsylvania right there. So the chef comes out, big, tall, black guy, you know, cool as hell chef uniform on. I go, dude, who made this? I'm from Pennsylvania. He goes, I did. He's from Reading, Pennsylvania. Get out of here. <laughs> I'll drag you over there. When you get here, I'll take you over. You'll meet him. Great that guy. is amazing. That's yeah. so great because small, small world. And he's still cooking the PA food out there. I love it. But that's why Vegas is so cool because you guys get like the, the melting pot of the United States into Vegas and you get everything. Oh, it's incredible out here. I mean, living in New York and my wife uh, being from Haiti, um, all the different food types and the choices and everything – and I was worried when I come out here that it wouldn't be diverse enough or we wouldn't have those cool things. Filipino restaurants, Mongolian restaurants, Japanese. Uh, I love it's it. It's just incredible out here. So yeah. uh, look forward to you coming out, brother. And thank you for one hell of a show. Thank you. Uh, yeah, man. Thank a- you so much. I'm excited for this show, dude. I think this is, this is incredible for you. Um, it, it's going to be fun to pay attention and listen to all your other guests, dude. Just thank you so much for having me. Oh, definitely. And I'm going to introduce you to my producer, Elizabeth Ann Hamilton. Uh, yeah, we're having a lot of fun over here getting this thing done. So That's awesome. thank you. I'll let you know when we go live. And uh, thanks for being on Awakened Nation, Justin. Thanks, brother. All right. Have a great day, man. Thanks. Bye-bye. 
want to thank you so much for being a big part of the Awakened Nation movement. This is how you can help me and our extraordinary guests. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please share it out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And let's grow this movement by word of mouth. Our success will be because of you. Thank you, and see you next week.